big plays, and even bigger laughs. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Alongside Jamie Lent, I'm Troy Woodman. McGuire back behind the glass taking care of us. You can hit us up as well. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions, all welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Through that Double T 97.3 mobile app, we're joining you from the first United Bank studio today. Uh, Jamie, someone on the chat line saying, dreading the week. Got any advice? Uh, Just remember that having a job is better than not having a job. It's true. So, you know, you're trying to get through a week of work, maybe before vacation, probably. Maybe Mm. why he's dreading it. I don't know. Possible. Um. So you just, uh, without the um, non-fun of having to go to work every day, he wouldn't enjoy the super fun of having vacation days next week. Okay. And having the job allows you to take that vacation and go somewhere. It's true. Otherwise, you would just have to hang out in your cardboard box. Mm. <laughs> Everything Jamie just okay. said there is good advice. Yeah, it is. It's solid advice. Uh, I'm going to give a little more humorous answer. Tacos. Tacos. Uh, that makes the things better a lot of times. And you can expound on that by plan a couple of special meals. Maybe not like, you know, f- super fancy, but something you don't do very often that you enjoy. Okay. Fair enough. Or tacos. Um, someone asked where Chuck is. Chuck is on vacation. He'll be back mm-hmm. before you know it. He found out there were hands to shake in Singapore, so he had to go. Singapore. Uh, you don't want to live in Detroit. Just stay in Lubbock. I don't know. After seeing his tweets last night, it seems like he's pretty excited. Could pull a Kumar Rocker, though, and just not sign with the team. Except that was more team-based. than Who was the one? Uh, and Jace would have it leverage because I remember his first year is a COVID year, so yeah. he's right now just a sophomore. But it does, yeah, well, I, I would be surprised if anything like that I happened. would be shocked if he uh, came back. Does who was the player for the Astros first overall a few years back? Uh, Abel hadn't worked out for him after uh, he just made it to the big leagues. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah, yeah. it seems like a while ago though, yeah. right? It, it so it doesn't seem like he's on pace. I think that's the guy we're talking about. I think you're yeah. right. The North Carolina State pitcher, I can't remember where he was from. I think that's where he was from, but I'm I not. I was thinking Stanford, but you could be right. If it, it, no, if I, it's a Pell. It's not Abel. It's a Pell. I think it's a Pell. Oh yeah, because his name looked like Apple. Yeah, that's what it was. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. Anyway, I if you say Stanford, I'm gonna believe you because uh, I wouldn't question anything Jamie says when it comes to college baseball. Um. Mark. Mark Appel. Appel. Just yeah. say where he went to college. I'm looking. Uh, no Chuck again, so he was the person arrested for going 111 on the Sharpa bond. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. I saw the uh, somebody post. over the weekend. I saw the post by the Lubbock PD. Say, a buck the, 11. Yeah, and they showed the the radar gun 111. Wow. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that type of car Chuck would never never be found dead in. It was not fancy enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Somewhat of a beater. I was yeah. actually impressed when I saw the type of car. I'm like, that thing can go 111. <laughs> That's impressive. You should be mad at him, Coffee. Give him an award. Just kidding. Don't go 111. Don't do that. 
It's stupid. Especially if I'm out there. Putting others in danger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was Stanford. Stanford. Mm-hmm. I lied to you all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, rumors floating around. The biggest ones of the weekend. Again, that is your uh, PSA. These are rumors. Biggest one one of the weekend is that Brett Yormark uh, sat down in a meeting with Phil Knight. It almost feels like Phil Knight has more power um, than Klyovkov, the uh, commissioner for the Pac-12. Is that a crazy statement? Yeah, I don't know enough about the ins and outs to say that. I just think that he's definitely a guy that can can help the Pac-12. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's being treated like he's the Notre Dame AD or something, where can, he's a he's a special guy that that gets special privileges. Maybe this is way too much uh, conspiracy theory type of thing, but could he potentially ha- use the Nike? Because there's plenty of Nike schools currently in the Big 12. I'm saying, could he say, hey, we could really uh, sweeten the pot for for these these schools. Or we could do this and or that. And the Under Armour school would say, <laughs> suck it, Phil Knight. What, what, what in the world does that do for us? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, well, then why would we just no, be I'm on board with helping Kansas State or TCU? I'm saying just talking to Brett Yormark. Yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm I've tried to look at every angle possible on these. I don't think that would happen, and that is quite conspiracy theory type of territory. Um, I'll take my tinfoil hat off, but I I think it does feel like Phil Knight's going to have a lot of pull in these conversations Um, because before this so-called meeting, it still felt like we had Dennis Dodd and others reporting of a 12 has maybe a slight leg up on the Pac-12. Now the uh, stuff that's coming out over the weekend, including a report from The Athletic saying that a merger uh, is a pretty big possibility. Now, merger can mean a variety of things. Uh, It can mean that basically we see the same thing where the Big 12 swallowed up six schools, still left a few on the side. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that a merger myself. No, not necessarily. But it still feels like the Big 12 is eating up the Pac-12. Um, it could be a full-on merger where you're hauling in 10 teams, which I think would be pretty surprising at this point because I don't know that that benefits both leagues to the maximum. feels like almost a uh, compromise of sorts for the Big 12 conference. I don't know what what would be better for the Big Twelve at this point, a merger with the Pac Twelve, or staying put right where you are with your twelve teams. So I feel like if we're so, t- it's, it's all about what will the TV folks offer you if you swallowed up the Pac Twelve, right? Mm-hmm. Or if, is that if a sweeter a deal? Yeah. So much sweeter. That when you divide it up with all of the teams that would be in the mix, right? That you'd still be making more money. I have a hard time believing that to be true. So yeah. I guess I would say the answer is to. The answer would be to pick and choose some schools from the Pac-12, but not swallow the whole thing up. I agree. I, I just don't think there's enough 
benefit there. Plus, Jamie, the possibility of getting lumped in where if you're merging, do you have two conference commissioners? I mean, what's what's happening there? Like, is it still um, what happens when we have another COVID situation? Mm-hmm. And that happens. Do we do we see a, a split off? Or it's like, okay, screw this. We're not in the merger anymore. Big 12 schools, we're going to play. Pac-12, y'all do what you want. I mean, how, how true would this merger be? I, I just don't want to get in bed. With, with the Pac-12, where they have equal amount of power. Hey, and just remember, schools like Cal and Stanford that were so anti against schools like Texas Tech. Completely. Yeah, because they didn't fit their academic standards or whatever. It sure seems like, um, from most conversations going on, that, that if Notre Dame ever says yes, their partner is going to end up being Stanford to the Big Ten. If Notre okay. Dame says yes to the Big Ten, uh, it seems like that's the next one in line from a lot of mm-hmm. of what is being put out there. So I, I don't really see a scenario where we're going to see Stanford and Cal in the same conference as the Texas Tech. I think this is this is a lot of smoke, but no fire there. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. And you can't ever really rule anything out in these conference realignment scenarios plenty more to get to on that front continue that conversation on the other side of this day in sports history that's straight ahead on double t 97.3 checking in with today's food of the day this day in sports history on double t 97.3 is brought to you by ag texas farm credit your success our purpose it's time for this day in sports history brought to you by the morning drive <laughs> i'm still waking up i promise he's jamie i'm choice jeff or if say anything else stupid go ahead uh let's start in 1921 seemed like a fun year babe ruth achieves home run number 139 Becomes the all-time home run leader in Major League Baseball, taking the title from Roger Conner. Okay. Okay. How's he, how do you got to feel if you're Roger Conner? At one point, you were the home run champion. And now, like, second basemen have more home runs than you do. 139? 139. <laughs> I didn't realize that Babe took it when it was that low and just took off with it. That is his own for so long. There were seasons where... Babe Ruth had more home runs than Major League Baseball teams. The Babe. He was good. 1927, Ty Cobb gets for his 4,000th Major League Baseball hit. Mm-hmm. 1943, Giants and Phillies strand a record 30 base runners. New York wins 10-6. to six. That's a lot they of men. They scored 16 runs after stranding 30 base runners. Was there any pitching in this game yeah, really. at all? Mm-hmm. There was just yeah. they had to have runners on base to wow. get out. more times than not, more times than not. This is, I mean, people get confused on this. The team with the more runners left on base is the one, is the one scoring yeah. way more runs. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, means you're getting people on base in the first yeah. place. Yeah. yeah, more times than not. No, I agree. That's you know one of those stats that you know you can be a little bit frustrated sometimes. Ah, we left 
you know, 10 guys on base. Well, that, that means at least you're putting guys on base. When you're, when you're getting dominated, you're, you're seeing that number at like three. Agreed. I also yeah. think it's, the, it's one of the stats you look at and get the most frustrated with because it's the biggest what-if stat, right? Of like, man, sure. if we could have only got a few more of these guys in. And, and that's usually only if you lose a, a game by a run or two. Mm-hmm. 1960. Baseball's National League votes to add Houston and New York franchises. This would be the Mets and the Astros. Well, at the time, it would have been Colt 45s. Well, they would become the Astros. Become the Astros, yeah. Mm-hmm. 1970. Willie Mays becomes the 10th player in baseball to get 3,000 hits. 1987, New York Yankees' Don Mattingly ties a record of home runs hit in eight consecutive games. Hmm. We call that a hot streak. I would hmm. say so. Uh, I th- there was one ca- one uh, Texas Ranger that did it after that. And I can't remember. Was it Kevin Minch? I think that's right. Kevin Minch, I think, hit eight straight. And in 1994, Houston Astros tie a National League comeback record at one point trailing 10 to nothing, beat the Cardinals 15 to 12. All right. I, saw, I saw a game in Arlington where the Rangers were up 10 nothing and lost. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Which, who, who were they? Never mind. It is National Caviar Day. So, Choice, you have to tell us your opinion of caviar. Never had it. It's not? I I would have it if it was set in front of me, but I'm not dropping a bunch of money to try it. I mean, it's eggs, right? Fish eggs? Yeah, it's basically fish eggs. I, yeah, man, just can't do it. Couldn't even try it? I can't. I I just couldn't. You're supposed to eat it with, like, a wood... Utensil. Plus, it's expensive. I have a hard time eating really expensive food. I, I went somewhere last week and I paid twenty five dollars for my item, and it like was. <laughs> I was like, and of course, I looked at my wife, and I'm like, and you know, I could have a burger somewhere for one third of this and be probably more happy. It was good, don't get me wrong, but I just can't do it. Or if you pay like twenty bucks for a phenomenal burger, you feel better about that. Sure. Sure, because it would have been five dollars less, <laughs> and it would have been a burger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy birthday to Vin Diesel, who turns fifty-five. Kristen Bell is forty-two. Wendy Williams is fifty-eight. Penny Hardaway fifty-one, and Tori Hunter is forty-eight. And on this day in sixty-four, not nineteen sixty-four, just sixty-four. Mm. The Great Fire of Rome breaks out and destroys much of the city beginning today through uh, of the, in the year 64. Despite the well-known stories, there is no evidence that Roman Emperor Nero entered, yeah, either started the fire or played the fiddle while it burned. Still, he did use the disaster to further his political agenda. Although uh, popular legend holds that he fiddled while the city burned, this account is wrong on several accounts. First, fiddle did not even exist at that point. Secondly, he was 35 miles away when the fire broke out, and he actually let people use his palace as a shelter. Legend has long blamed Nero for a couple of reasons. He did not uh, like the aesthetics of the city and used the disaster 
of the fire to order in order to change much of it and institute new building codes throughout the city. He also used the fire to clamp down on the growing influence of Christians in Rome. He arrested, tortured, and executed hundreds of Christians on the pretext that they had something to do with the fire. So, not a good guy, but didn't play the fiddle while Rome burned. And that is this day in sports history. Uh, Hit us up. Those thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Welcome. React to that or just about anything. Uh, did you see that your guy? Your no, guy choice. Not. All right. Made it, Mama. Um, actually, this one. Not your guy. He's talking about your guy, LeBron. Ennis Cantor uh, did, uh, did respond to LeBron saying, You keep taking your freedom for granted. You call... You call this a step back, we call this a walk back. He tweeted, you're free to leave, buddy, or you can even volunteer in exchange for her. (laughs) Some people literally have no idea what it is like to live in a dictatorship. He's a guy that would know. So, and his canter, of course. That's an interesting take, just because... From Turkey. You know, he comes from the other side of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh... And I'm sure that... Folks in in those those areas do kind of appreciate what we have here in the U.S. and uh, you know, unfortunately, many of us and I mean, e- e- even the most you know excited and hardened Americans sometimes take sure. for granted how Absolutely. good our life is here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and I think I think one thing that I was thinking about this as as I read Cantor's remarks. One thing that's so frustrating about LeBron James when it comes to the non-basketball stuff, Jamie, is he's never done anything wrong in his own eyes. Right? Every Mm -hmm. time something like this comes up, every time he makes a headline for a negative reason, we've never once seen an apology or saying, nah, I misspoke there. Right? Mm -hmm. I know he's not the only guy that's like that, Mm -hmm. but a little remorse or a little bit of saying, you know what? Shouldn't have said that, or uh, I didn't say what I meant to say there, or just something along those lines might help a little bit. Now yeah, that that two, would be admitting fault. Exactly. Yeah, like, this, we, this world doesn't do that. No, it? no. Uh, apologies are are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Like real apologies, not my lawyer made me apologize type of stuff. Um. So yeah, it. That, I think that's part of what. What makes LeBron so hard to to digest is that his walk back of it, walking back of the the words were, oh, I didn't. I guess he kind of said he didn't mean to say it that way, but it was still, it was still more of uh, making an excuse for how people took it instead of how he said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more from the chat line. Stranding that many runners sounds like the Notre Dame regional games regional game yeah boy there were a good amount of them yeah good i get amount of them. It, it's kind of one of those cherry picked stats yeah, where remember the, i'm pretty sure that if i remember correctly the second loss in notre dame you left the bases loaded in both the eighth and ninth so that'd be correct yeah, yeah. so i mean no right fun. there there's six no fun just could not good get the big hit in that series All unfortunately right. uh some more pack 12 big 12 type of thoughts got a list here 
15 most inappropriate things to wear to work. See where or if Camo has made the list to only bolster Jamie's argument. All that's still ahead. And we'll get back to uh, more Big 12 talk and an idea from Jeff Trailer that I think is uh, quite intriguing for bowl season. On hour number two, it is the morning drive on Double T 97.3. Join the conversation now on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com or the DoubleT973 mobile app. Coming up 30 minutes from right now, some bad news for you on a Monday. But also a good idea from Jeff Trailer. 15 minutes away, we have the boom, boom, boom. Straight ahead, a question. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Choice Jeff and our fine listening audience today. My question for you today involves conference realignment since that is the talk of the day. I want you to tell me two schools from the Pac-12 uh, not necessarily this to be in about which ones do you want to bring into the conference kind of thing. But two schools in the Pac-12 that you think you enjoy having the most fun being rivals with. Okay. Okay? So what two schools from the Pac-12 do you think the Red Raiders would? Because, I mean, I'd love to have Oregon in the conference. I have a hard time thinking we'll just we'll become rivals. It just doesn't feel like that would be the case. I could be totally wrong. Who knows? I would Maybe I never would have thought we would have become hated rivals with everything that is West Virginia. But I really do hate pretty much everything that is West Virginia except the scenery there. Okay. All right. All right. So what's two schools from the Pac-12? One of them would be one of the Arizona schools, and it would be Arizona. And this is just purely – I think it would be really cool to rekindle what was supposedly – none of us were alive for, but a rivalry back in the border conference days. Okay. Something that you played a lot. That's a team you played a whole lot back then. And had some success against. So the Arizona Wildcats would be one of them. That I think it would be cool to to turn that back into a rivalry just for the, the rekindling of the flame. The other one, I absolutely, Jamie, do not want them in the same league. But if they were in the same league, I think I would have as much hate for them as anybody. I'm not sure there is a more pompous and arrogant school in the country than Cal Berkeley. Kansas. Oh, 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 Cal okay. Berkeley, my bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Kansas may be second, but Cal Berkeley. I mean, the Bears, I feel like I would have some serious hate for it. They, I, any reaction or any interaction I've ever seen on the Internet or anything else, they stare down their noses at everybody. And Stanford's probably similar, but, oh, my goodness, Cal Berkeley, plus there's some pure idiocy going on there, just – Part of the country there are. I just, yeah, I know I would have a lot of disdain for Cal if they were in the same league. Okay. Jeff? I'm also thinking in Arizona school, although I'm going Arizona State. I don't have a definitive reason why. 
Uh, but if I can only take one of them, it's the one I always think to take first was Arizona State over Arizona. I don't have a good reason. Um, and the one you've got the most history with, and I say history, recent history, would be Colorado. I, I'm not saying I necessarily want them in the conference, but there's stuff going back and forth since the beginning of the Big 12 with that school. And then they left, and now they're coming back. There's a little bit of Maybe. angst with the two programs to be, that carries from back there that that's where I would probably go if we went that direction. Okay, I'm going to start with Arizona. I, I think that's the school from the state of Arizona that I'm the most interested in. Uh, I, I think they're... I like their athletic department as a whole. Mm -hmm. That seems kind of equal to where the Red Raiders are and who they are. And so um, I think, I don't know. I I just, I like Arizona a lot more. I feel like Arizona State is like the pretty school, you know, (laughs) the fluffy school in Arizona. It's just not our kind of people. No, I think that's a good comparison. You think about Arizona where they are. It feels very lateral to where Texas yeah. Tech is because yeah. they've got good baseball. Yeah. They've won fairly recent national championship there. Sure. Basketball seemed to always be good. That would be mm-hmm. about long, the same level right now. And then uh, football is trying to dig itself out, kind of yeah. in that territory. So, the, like, right now where Tech is, it would be a very comparable school. All right, so I like Arizona. Yeah. I will go to the great Northwest for my second school. But I'm not going Oregon. Oregon feels like they're the, the the University of Texas of Oregon, okay? And because of that, yeah. I like Oregon State. I think they're a oh. school that I think is similar to us. I think they have a passionate fan base. I think they are uh, have always had a little chip on their shoulder about being little brother and all that. Um, obviously, they're... And their baseball program is is phenomenal, and football is not where they want it to be. It's been good at times, but not great. And so, again, I feel like that's where we are as well. Uh, so I, I like Oregon State for my my second team as, as a, a team that I, I would like as one of our rivals. The other one that I kind of had in my mind um, was Utah, just because I think Utah is a pretty balanced athletic program as well. They've had their moments sure. in – most sports. I don't know that they've had a great run in in baseball anytime recent, but anyway, uh, that would be my third option. All right. Going to turn the question around on you. Who's the Kansas State? Do we all agree like Kansas State's the team we have the least hate for, minus Chuck Hines in the Big 12? I don't know. For me, that's yes. that's kind of who it is yes. it, across all sports. I kind of feel like it's the only one I don't hate. Yeah, like that's Kansas State is just kind of the. I'm really, there. really tired of losing to them in football, though. Right, but it's still like, and that yeah, but like a I lot. can't be mad at them. I feel like it's not their fault. It's ours. It seems it's, like every time we lose to Kansas State, it's our you point fault. the finger back here. Yeah. It's not because they except beat for that us. one time where Dylan Cantrell got called for a push off. That was stupid. It was the stupidest that was really thing stupid. ever. But yeah. other than that, like the there was, I mean the the game where you let them come back and beat you. Nick Shimanek throws it. 40 yards over a guy's head in overtime. Um, last year's Kansas State game, you get up 14 to nothing in like two minutes. I'm probably exaggerating a little there, but it was it was fast. immediately in that game. You get up 14 to nothing, and then you end up blowing that lead and losing that one. It does feel like it's always been, or a lot of them have been us. And, and what all we've of done. that is fair. That doesn't... That- and anyway. I think there's also something to the effect of that we do deal with two KU grads here, and we know how much they hate KSU. <laughs> it's 
possible. And so we just root for him just to see I them, it, just to see those two be angry. It just feels like I don't have the hatred for K State that I do a lot of other Big Twelve teams. So who again? I I dislike every other Big Twelve team except Kansas State. So who is the most likely to be the Kansas State if if the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve are together? If you were forming new rivalries, which is the least likely to be a rival? It's like oh. Hate That's them. a good question, and it maybe it maybe like a Washington State. Yeah, I think that's probably. Like, I have a can, feeling that Washington we have State, something in common. We can feel their misery uh-huh. or pain a right, little bit. Right, but I feel like Washington State would turn into West Virginia, where you didn't think there's anything there. Maybe, and okay. there's some common ground with regards to how the fan bases okay, are, so are why? passionate. Why would? Why do you think we would turn into that? For the same, like the exact same reason with West Virginia. Because I never guessed we would have turned into haters of West Virginia. It's just the idiots that that are there on their teams that that run their teams and Agreed. all yeah. of that. I and mean, the coaches players, I can't stand like, them. Which of the Washington State coaches can you not stand? Because I don't know who any of them are. <laughs> How many West Virginia coaches did we know before they? Bob joined Huggins. The well, we definitely knew we knew Bob, Bob Huggins, Huggins, but that yeah. was it. Yeah. I've wanted to beat West Virginia in everything since they joined the conference. I don't know and, which. Washington State, would you have hated uh, Gardner Minshew when he was there if he was an opponent? There's a player that could have been in that mix. Probably because, he would of, probably the, been, probably because of the mustache. Yeah. And, <laughs> of course. Of course. I don't know. I think... I think there's so many like you never know. This is the it's a complete hypothetical. Yeah, no, that's that's the deal. Be. I would have never guessed that West Virginia would have turned out to be a sure. school that I would have hated. But so like Huggins drove me nuts and um and those stupid and digital Ra- camo unis and Randy, baseball. Randy Maisie and and just the way things their fans act there. I mean, it's like, man, I can't stand these people. And that stupid song. Take the song. We don't want it. Take him. We no, don't want no, it. no, no. They can't have him. They can have the song. He's ours. He's ours. Whatever. And then we'll get to claim it over Colorado, too, with Rocky Mountain High when we beat them. No? I You you can fight for it. I'm not going to. Okay. I, I don't expect you to. I'm happy to give it away. If, if you give it away, then we can't do, uh, thank God I'm a country boy in the seventh inning. Okay. Can we do that every game? That is right. <laughs> I don't know. Do we? I'm pretty sure that's the, okay. that's the one after the yeah. take me out to the ball game at, at uh, Dan Law Field. So. Okay. So you can't do that. We can't give that away. <laughs> I mean, are the, is the majority of the Tech baseball fan base country boys? I'm going to go with no. Yes. No. Just, cause majority... we live, just because we live in West Texas doesn't make us a country boy. Would you consider Tim Tadlock a country boy? Yes. No. <laughs> Do you hear him talk? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. Flashback. I think we know what Nick's, is Tim Tadlock Nick is. <laughs> Tim Tadlock is absolutely a country boy. <laughs> if he had his druthers, he'd be out on a pond right now. Uh, well, he probably is out That's on a, a pond right chance. now. <laughs> That's a good chance. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. It's time for the boom, boom, boom on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. He's Jamie. I'm Choice. Jeff, across the way. Jamie, why don't you start us off? 
All right, Texas Tech's Jace Young has become the third first-round Major League Baseball draft pick in program history. Last night, he was selected 12th overall by the uh, Detroit Tigers. Sophomore infielder from San Antonio joins his brother Josh, who was taken 8th by the Rangers in 2019, and Donald Harris, who was taken 5th by the Rangers in 1989, as Red Raiders, who have become first-round MLB draft choices. Uh, let's see. Sunday selection marks 60 MLB draft selections for Texas Tech since, since Tim Tadlock, the country boy, took over as head coach of his alma mater prior to the 2013 season. I say that because the chat line says Tim Tadlock is absolutely a country boy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think he's a versatile guy. I would say he is very versatile, mm-hmm. but you throw him in the country, he's going to know what to do, whatever that looks like, I think. He's going to know what to do. He's going to know what to do. You ask him to to clean a gun. You ask him to to, uh, pitch some hay. He's Uh going to know what he's doing. Are are you going to know what you're doing? Yeah. Do you think I would know what I was doing? I think you're a good learner, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know that would be natural to you, but you could figure it out. (laughs) Those things are not Uh, too hard. It would be so much fun. Yeah. What, cleaning the gun or pitching the <laughs> No, the I don't hay. do that. Okay. I'll pitch some hay, though. That okay. seems like a good workout. I'm sure it would be, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, do I get to go sleeveless? 100%. Okay. Sleeveless with a collar is even better. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of country boys, listen, Jamie's eyes, Cameron Smith wins the Open Championship <laughs> over the weekend. Mullet mustache fella from Australia. Joe Dirt. Uh, he goes eight under par in the final round to finish 20 under for the tournament. This was one where he just kind of went and took it as uh, Smith started the day several several shots back but climbed and uh, ultimately wins it 20 under par. Cameron Young, the American, finishes second place at 19 under, and Rory McElroy, who started with a share of the lead in the final round, finishes in third place at... 18 under par. Jordan Spieth uh, among those finishing high, tied for 8th place at 12 under. And that wrapped up the major championships for the year of 2022. Smith wins his first major. I will predict that it won't be his last, though. It's pretty good. All right. As I mentioned, Major League Baseball's draft got started last night. Texas Rangers have officially changed their name to the Texas Commodores after their third pick, or their <laughs> first pick in the first round, number three overall, was Kumar Rocker. That means in back-to-back drafts, they've taken Jack Leiter from Vanderbilt, number two, and Kumar Rocker, number three, last night. Um, Rocker's an interesting story. 22-year-old, he was selected in the first round of the draft last year. The 10th overall pick by the Mets. He did not sign with the Mets. He's been pitching for an independent league team, the Tri-City Valley Cats. Uh, 1-0 with a 135 ERA, 4 walks and 32 Ks, and 5 starts so far this season. So obviously, Rocker, uber-talented. He was expected to go late in the first round. The Rangers took him with a number 3 pick. Uh, maybe that allows them to save some money and use on somebody else in rounds two or three early on here. So we'll have to see what happens 
Uh, today they go through rounds 10, uh, up to 10, uh, 11 through 20 on Wednesday. But Rocker, for a couple of years there in college baseball, was the best pitcher in college baseball. So, yeah. I mean, you now have Lighter and Rocker in the last two years. You've got the building of a really, really impressive pitching staff of, if these two can stay healthy and progress the way you expect them to. And also a couple of guys that it doesn't feel like are going to take that long to get to the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, Lighter's been struggling a little bit, but he went straight to double-A ball, so that's yeah. going to be an adjustment. Um, sure. But I, I think you're there's a good chance you could see Lighter next year. And if Rocker was extremely fast, maybe him next year, but probably the year after that. Um, slot value, Jamie, for that spot was $7.587 million. The reports are that that Rocker has agreed to $2.3 million under that at $5.2 million, wow. which is a, yeah. a deal for the Rangers uh, to go and get him in that slot if that is the case. Uh, Jace Young, you mentioned his slot value – uh, no reports yet on his signing, but $4.587 million is the uh, signing bon- bonus in the 12th slot for the Tigers. So I saw last night where Josh and Jace now, the I believe, the 11th set of brothers to be both taken in the first round of the draft. Yeah. That's a pretty talented Who's family. the most talented out of that group? I was looking at it. The young brothers did okay. Delman and Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's what? pretty crazy that there's two sets of young brothers. Oh, yeah, different spelling. <laughs> different I know, you different. didn't know where I was going with yeah, that, did you? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, the young brothers did okay. Neither has yeah. hit the big leagues yet, but no. Um, another one from Major League Baseball. Don't forget, you can watch the, or listen to the Home Run Derby. You can watch it, but you can listen if you're out and about uh, on 100.7 The Score as Corey Seager will represent the Texas Rangers tonight in the Derby. That's at 7 o'clock on 100.7. The score, Rangers have had a decent history in this home run derby, or in the home run derby, mm-hmm. as far as putting on shows and having some some good moments. And so. hitting the most home runs and finishing second. Finishing second, yes. There's a lot of people that do not remember that... Justin Morneau won that thing with Josh Hamilton. Okay. I, I didn't know was, who won it. I think it was Morneau. I just knew that Josh didn't. But, yeah, Hamilton didn't win it. But still, he stole the show that night. Mm-hmm. So, Corey Seager will represent this evening. Uh, Albert Pujols also involved. That will probably have the lion's share of the storylines this evening or the attention as he is on his victory lap. Uh, a couple from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Tadlock is definitely a country boy. This one says, a pond or a tank? A pond is manicured. A tank is what cows and fish cohabitate in. Yeah, probably tank is what we'd go with. Stock tank. Um, someone says, cow, because Aaron Rodgers couldn't understand why he's playing crappy Texas Tech team. We kicked the crap out of him. Arizona would be the second. Okay. That was they fun, agreed with both fun night. Yeah. I didn't text that, I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be Cotton Eye Joe before, thank God I'm a country boy. That's right. Another one said, loved it when we beat Cal and Aaron Rodgers. In the Holiday Bowl, 
Arizona State might rival Tech for good-looking girls. They're always on those rankings, I think. Uh, Mike says, I hate all Big 12 schools equally. Yeah, that's very nice of you. Very kind. I know. It's 2022. We should be equal in our hating. But that's not true. I don't. Don't hate them all equally. Uh, yep, definitely was a fun night. Made it even better by the fact I won $400 on Tech's win. Cal and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, do you, wow. Do, do you have any disdain for Cal at all? Uh, they baseball. screwed Sunny Cummy. Com- I mean, Sunny Cummy. Sunny Dykes a little bit, too. The baseball park's a dump. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the extent it's of it. cold and rainy the whole time we were there. Yeah. Scheduled for four, got in two. Yeah, I do remember that trip. So that four um, or five years ago? Uh, it was a freshman season. It was when Tadlock made the change, and as we, we as we're like that Wednesday of that week or whatever, because I think it was a Thursday through Sunday series, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. or maybe it was maybe it was supposed to play two on Saturday. Anyway, I don't know, but we were scheduled to start four freshmen. Wow, Gingry, Martin, Lanning, and Shutter got two in. Yeah. That two in. Marshawn Lynch is from Cal. Does that make you like them or hate them more? I hate them. <laughs> I thought I can't so. Stand that dude. <laughs> thought that would be the case. I'm telling you, I don't think I've ever. I don't think there's anybody from Cal that I really like. And then everything I've ever. I seen don't hate from Aaron Rodgers. He's he's been, fine. Like he's, he's just been, he's been annoying at times recently. It just feels like he's all about the drama. Yes, and that's why um, I don't care that much for him. He's well, fine, Desha- but Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, yeah, a huge fan of him. Again, like <laughs> the, the list goes on. I don't How about, think there's anybody um, like you just love. Sports star Tony Gonzalez. Is played, he a Cal guy? He played basketball and football. Okay, for Cal. I, I kind of do like him, so mm-hmm. maybe there's the one. But someone just uh, sums it all up. Pac-12 is a dump. <laughs> Not going to disagree there. All right, some bad news. If you're an ESPN Plus subscriber. Tell you about that. And a uh, an interesting idea for bowl season from Jeff Trailer, UTSA. That's ahead. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3. This is the morning drive on Double T 97.3 and Fox 34 News Now. That's right, you've got the morning drive on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com and the Double T 97.3 mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank, which you can take just about anywhere with you. You can even listen in in Peru, Vermont, if you so choose. You can also watch us on television, Fox 34 News Now, however, wherever you may be joining us from on this Monday... Uh, we are glad that you've chosen to do so. Hopefully you're having a good Monday morning. Uh, we're with you for about another hour or so, all the way till 9 o'clock. This morning we'll hand you off to the end of the bench and the bottom line over on 100.7 score at 9, or right here you can keep it for the Dan Patrick Show. Still plenty to uh, dive into over the next hour. Jamie. Joyce. <laughs> That was kind of weird. Sorry. Uh, bad news if you are uh, into this whole ESPN Plus thing. Okay. I mean, it took me a long, long time to be into it. You were uh, a late 
late subscriber? Yeah, pretty much until the point where I had to have it to watch tech games. That's where I was. Yeah, like whenever it became, Seems oh, like I can't watch like, it anymore. Yeah, it was like a, it seemed like it was a tech football game last year, maybe against Kansas or somebody. I think I think we had one in the non-conference. Okay, maybe that's what it was. I think I that's the remember. only one. I and it'll yeah. probably be similar. I have not heard anything, but I'm guessing that Murray State game probably on there. But mm-hmm. again, this is just just floating things. Um, maybe that one's already been named to something else. Anyway, ESPN is raising prices on you. For its standalone ESPN Plus streaming service going up 43%. $6.99 to $9.99 per month. This thing, I believe, started at $4.99 initially. I was going to say, I was thinking I was just playing like 5 or No, when six. this came out, I think it was $4.99. Now subscribers... We'll have to pay nine ninety nine a month, and you know this was planned the whole time. So, the, oh, absolutely. So, and the annual price, no, mm-hmm. you don't even get much. You get a little bit of a discount there, but it goes from sixty nine ninety nine annually to ninety nine ninety nine annually if you want to pay it full on for the full full year. Uh, they are also. It's not like an outrageous price. It just feels like no, but there. I mean, a, I mean, how many times have you heard streaming ser- streaming services talk about? Oh, the cable folks—they're always I raising know. the prices for no reason. They're exactly. not giving you anything more. They just raise it on their own. This is exactly, yeah, exactly what ESPN's doing, right? Same thing. Yeah. And guess who's the reason for cable raising their prices? Almost always. Back in the day, it was ESPN. Yeah, sure. ESPN charges uh-huh. more because they pay so much for these these rights to broadcasts and then uh here we are again espn jacking up the price for espn plus if uh if you're a subscriber another reason come on cbs bring us paramount plus <laughs> get rid of that we'll ditch espn plus so espn uh if you get your espn service part of the disney bundle which i know a lot of people do because it's cheaper to i mean you get that bundle with disney hulu and and ESPN Plus, uh, $13.99 a month. That will remain the same price as before. Is that what you do in your household? No, I don't think we do. I think we just have ESPN Plus. You don't have Disney Plus? We don't have Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. Well, our kids aren't watching Disney anymore. I mean, it's $13.99 a month, so I guess is this them pushing for you to do that bundle? Because it's like way better of a deal. You get three streaming services for $4 more than... And you get the one with ESPN. Anyway, that is your uh, PSA. Let's see when this will go into place. Uh, will be at least by the end of the year. That's what it says. Not There's no set date, but at least by the end of the year. Last year, ESPN bumped the prices twice in one year. From $4.99 to $5.99 to $6.99. So, thought I'd bring you some bad news on the... Uh, on the ESPN Plus front on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Good news, though. Lots of good news. Air Raiders play this week, in case you're interested. The the basketball tournament, that will start up on uh, Friday. Of course, you missed the news. J.C. Young got drafted last night, 12th overall by the Tigers. Rangers took Kumar Rocker. Could be good news, depending uh your viewpoint there. Bit of a reach in some people's eyes but uh that's that's where it sits right there uh jamie our poll question is up on the social medias if you want to uh go Mm -hmm. check it out 
at double T973. We've been asking about positions or position groups, favorites from each one, uh, various ones through the summer. Now it's time to vote on your just favorite overall player out of those winning ones. This was hard for me to to do because um... <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I mean, I do love them all. Um, but, like, my two favorite players don't even make the list. Oh. Hold on. Let me see if I can stab at this. Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Coleman. No, close. Okay. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's Pat and Cliff. Was Marcus up there on your list? Oh, yeah, very high on my list. Yeah, he would have been my, my top defensive back. I was a little disappointed that Dwayne Slay beat him out but not that i you know had a lot of beef with it i just marcus was phenomenal for a longer period of time too so uh you can vote on this right now is there only four spots to vote but you can reply if you want to vote for Dwayne slay uh zach thomas west welker graham harrell and torian henderson the options Mm -hmm. 76 votes in and very early voting how do you vote against any of those guys it's hard to yeah i mean those guys were as much as I do love Dwayne Slay, he's a clear fifth out of that group to yeah, me. Yeah, no, none of those guys should ever buy a drink in Lubbock, <laughs> Texas, right? No. No, yeah, you ever see them? Yes. Yeah. You don't let them. Mm-hmm. Wes Welker is leading the way. For anybody interested, 43% of the vote. Zach Thomas second at 32%. Graham Harrell at 21%. So who's number one on your that list for you? I went ahead and went with Zach Thomas. And then this was extremely hard for me. Because Zach Thomas is right on the edge of memory for me. Uh, age-wise, but he is also the first memory I have at Jones Stadium. The A&M touchdown, that was the first game I can ever remember attending was that one, and that's kind of what planted the seed for, man, this stuff is fun, and uh, loved it. That was was my first year going to Tech. What were you, like four, five? (laughs) Six. Okay. Okay. That was my first year going to Tech, and I was a casual like, hey, let's show up and go to the games. That's what we do. Yeah. Fan for the first few games of the season. And then that happened with Zach. And after that, I was, you know, hey, we're getting to the game two hours early so I can get the best seats. That, like, changed that, my Red Raider fandom. Game? Okay. Big time. Big time. I went from, oh, okay, this is just part of the college experience to this is really what college is all about. <laughs> Who cares about going What's to class? School? We're not playing school here. <laughs> yeah. That was it's about the football games. Yeah, that was an awesome, awesome <laughs> moment. But uh, I went with the uh, with Wes Welker. Okay, as my number one guy. That would have been two for me. Yeah, like I Welker. Yeah. It's hard to again, like you said. How could you vote against any of those yeah. guys? And in that era with uh, with Zach Marcus was my favorite. Okay, so so Zach was one that I also remember growing up and following NFL. He was kind of the first Red Raider I really followed in the NFL mm-hmm. and and made the biggest impact in the NFL. So loved seeing him with Miami for so long. Um, but Welker would have been two, and I was really torn between the two. Harold's right there, and I love Torian Henderson. He was my vote for for running back too. Sure, so sure. All of those are great options. You can go vote on that at double T ninety seven three. The polls open for several days, but uh, go ahead and jump in there. Get your opinion to be heard at double T ninety seven three. It's the morning drive. Jeff Trailer has a interesting idea for bowl season. We'll get Jamie's take on that coming up next. It's the morning drive on double T ninety seven three.
The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. These guys dress themselves. It would be obvious if you could see them. Glad to be part of your Monday. You got the morning drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. whole lot of reaction from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll dive back into uh, some of that in a few moments, but I've teased this a little bit, Jamie, so don't want to forget to get to it. Jeff Trailer is uh, the head coach at UTSA. You may know. He's also uh, sharing a cover with our head coach, Joey McGuire, mm-hmm. on uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football. But he has uh, he was asked if bowl systems is still a, if the bowls are still a reward for college football system. And he brought up a crazy-ish idea to intertwine NIL money with the prize money as more incentive. Kind of sad that that's where we are today, but talking about, you know, how we've got so many guys defecting and leaving before bowl games, uh, he talked about what if the players on the winning roster, not just any roster, but the players on the winning roster of the bowl gets $10,000 a piece. Losers get none. He said that'll get their bleeps up and play. I think from a standpoint of do you care if if there's a problem of which team wants to be here or not, I think that would possibly help that problem. You know, I'd like to think so. Yeah, I I think yeah. I mean, if there that that's always sure. the question during both season, right? Which team wants to be here? Which which is going to show up? And that's why bowl games are so seemingly impossible to predict what's going to happen. Because everybody and their dogs seem to ride off Texas Tech against Mississippi State and have the Bulldogs winning by 10 points or more. Yet Tech won 34-6, I believe the score. So that's just one example uh, out of 1,000. So who's paying for that? I think they're saying the bowl itself would pay. Now, I believe and the case not the way, paying the conference. No, it would be intertwined. Intertwined. So if they're paying, so they the would pay the conference less. I think they were just asking the bowls to pay. Uh, what would it be? Eighty-five thousand dollars more. Whatever your roster is for the game, you pay the ten grand per each player for the winning team. So it'd be like eighty-five thousand dollars more per in the bowl games. And the Bulls would want to do this. Why? Better product. If you've got both teams playing hard, essentially. Again, I think it's stupid that we're at bowl, this point. I mean, I don't know. I just want to. I know there's a lot of questions, and rightfully so. Nice. I just thought it was intriguing that he proposes this. Uh, I don't think it's legal right now with the current. I think it's really smart of construct. Jeff Trailer to throw this out there because he knows it's not going to happen. He 100% knows that. He gets all the support from his players. Like, oh, man, coach, 
Yeah. The coach wants us. He wants us to make money. Yeah. 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 See, this is why I love playing for this guy. He's about us. You're probably right. Yep. Well, he knows it's not going to happen. Um, gosh, I just. It I, it doesn't make me angry. It just when I, I hear these things, it just makes me sad. It just it just makes me sad. It, it's I don't know, college sports is just not what it used to be. And I mean, f to try to get guys to go and play mm -hmm. hard and care <laughs> to win that last game of the season and go have have some fun at a bowl game. Um. <sighs> We we gotta beg them and with and motivate them with money and that just none of it means anything to them unless they're getting some some green. I mean, it's just Jamie, you had sad. You had way too much trust in my math on the fly there. Yeah, <clears throat> I, 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 see I said eighty five thousand, eight hundred fifty thousand. That's a big difference in money too. Uh yeah, yeah. Because uh, which bowl game is gonna be willing to pay eight hundred fifty thousand? I apologize. I've told you all many times I should not do math on the spot. Um, I mean, it's just... That's a lot of money. And No, I agree with you. I, I do. Just, I don't care how much... It, I mean, it is. I know the Bulls are making money, whatever, but it's... It just it <laughs> makes me sad. I I'm with really you. really whiny right now. No, I, I, I knew this was going to get you this... Get you into your... Uh, uh, you were so chipper to begin. J Jamie, remember the Jeter things you, on tonight. <laughs> yeah, you're breaking my heart. I know. I, you just like <laughs> depression coming from that side of the the desk here. I'm sorry. I mean, how okay, much? I, I mean, get when it, does it stop, Joyce? When does it stop? I uh, mean, we we used to give them, uh, you know, room and board and free education that they could, you know, get a degree with and make money with, and that wasn't enough. And so, uh, so now we started. Hey, you you get that plus you get an, a spending allowance plus we'll we you get two plane tickets for your mom and dad mm -hmm. every year, and that's not enough. Oh, okay. Now you can transfer anywhere you want, anytime you want. You do whatever you want. That's not enough. Oh, and we're gonna allow our boosters to pay you, okay? And and that's not enough. So now the bulls have got to pay you too. So is that gonna be enough? No, it never. No, if if money is your motivator, it never be. You never hit a point where it's enough. I mean, good gosh. Maybe you're Elon Musk or Bill Gates, but I mean, when does it stop? I mean, we just give it, it more, not more, until and you more. have true contracts like the NFL. That's the only time it will ever stop because once you open, we what what's the term we use? The the overused term all the time when we were talking about this four years ago. When, Pandora's box. Exactly, exactly. What? Pandora's box. We yeah. use that all the time, but once you open Pandora's box, the floodgates are wide open. It's flowing out, and now it's where we sit. It's never going to be enough. The player will always want more. The student athlete will always want more, but it's also where we sit until you put more parameters on it. And with the NCAA seemingly having no power left at all especially when it comes to football you have no power left at all but it seems that way in basketball now where they used to throw the power around a lot then what's going to happen where are the parameters mm -hmm. i mean we can't even get get a simple 
simple rule of not being able to transfer within the conference or even at least saying one thing. That's the only thing I think of everything I want on what's happened in the last couple of years. The one rule I want in place is that you have to sit out one year. Not even saying lose the year of eligibility, but put some sort of blockade in place if you're transferring within conference. Just something. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that. No, you can't. And And it's like we've had nothing or these players feel like they've had nothing which is not true they've had stuff and stuff that was not reported on near as much as what we're getting now like what you talked about the the stipends and stuff and these players for the most part we're getting money getting paid a stipend which is fine so be it if that's what you need then fine four thousand five thousand dollars a semester pretty good money for a college student to to cover expenses um, but then you you say, okay, we're done hearing all the complaints about transfers. We're done. NCAA says this. Hearing all the complaints about not getting money, about player likeness, this sort of thing. All right, you can have it all. Yeah, the NCAA did have some stupid rules about how guys couldn't benefit from their own name image and likeness right. they did have some stupid things but instead of doing logical things oh, like man, we just saying completely opened it up oh if you have your own business you can own use your own name or if you have a youtube channel that's yeah. completely fine or you can you make, make money make off wooden that. furniture or right. whatever all of that instead of using common sense on that stuff we said okay you can have it all yeah and like i just go back to up think, with a kid i just feel like it was fear of litigation i felt like the ncaa felt like sooner or later they knew the student-athletes were going to win this battle through courts. And the NCAA said, ah, we got to get out in front of this before we're having to back pay or something from yep. years, pre- previous years. I do appreciate all of you, like all 50 of you that chimed in on the chat line, correcting my poor You made math. me sad, Choice. <laughs> I didn't mean to I was having you... fun talking about sports today. Now I'm sad. I didn't mean to make you sad. I should have saved it for the last segment. Uh, hey, Jamie, remember the Jeter thing's on tonight. <laughs> remember that. You got something to look forward to. Got to talk him off the ledge here. <laughs> All right. Lots of your thoughts on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Like this one from Sooner in Lubbock. You'll like this one. New Mexico sucks. Yes. Okay. Not the state, just <laughs> the baseball Just you and him. Yes. That's it. All right. More of your thoughts next and uh, a recap of Upon Further Review on Double T 97.3.